Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And of course, you can always find us too on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. So we are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. And if you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group today, or maybe you were watching some national news, something positive about Mississippi was on today. In fact, you had Visit Vicksburg. They were on the Today Show this morning as one of the best places to visit in 2024 by the travel and leisure. They did a wonderful, nice kind of uh, overview of what it's like to go through Vicksburg, um, but focusing on the fact that you do it through the riverboat. So apparently what's trending in 2024 in terms of vacations is not necessarily cruises anymore, but these like riverboat, riverboat vacations and apparently you can get one day two day three day seven day cruises they are cruises i mean excursions i guess you might call them but no they're cruises but it's a river boat it's not a boat it's not a cruise that you aren't having to pilot that you aren't having a pilot but it's not like a cruise ship it's you know like it's a riverboat but apparently you could stay and make stops and you can sort of do all the things and one of the stops that you would make or could make or can make is there in Vicksburg which I think is is pretty good it's a steamboat right it's a steamboat or riverboat I don't know if they still run on steam but yeah they were originally steamboats Paddle boats. Paddle boats. I think it's cool. I think if you're trying to think about something different to do, you know, in 2024 that you haven't thought about it, you know, there, there you go. You can wake up and see the water and then you can eat well and then you can have beverages and then, you know, you stop in Vicksburg. I wonder if you can port or you get on at Vicksburg, load and like unload. Like, I wonder if it makes like a big, I have so many questions. Maybe maybe that's a good guess for us to get. Like, how do you how like They'd probably go up and down? Up I, don't, and I don't know that they would do many circles. Because <laughs> I mean, that's what I, cruises do. To, to it doesn't take seven days to get to the Bahamas on a boat. They just do big loop de loops out in the ocean. Well, They're just making big circles. And so, do you do the whole river, or do you do part river and then turn around and then? I don't know. I have so many questions, but. We could get those answered, or I guess I could get those answered at some time. If not, just put that on your list of things to do in 2024 if you haven't done that. Because cruises right now are kind of getting a, a PR blow. I also saw uh, in the headlines this morning where there were several cruise ships that were supposed to be headed to the Bahamas. And apparently there's a clause in all 
cruise bookings that they can change routes, change directions, do all the different things. Usually it's not very drastic. Usually it's, well, we were going to this one tropical island, but it's got a hurricane coming, so we're going to a different tropical island. So if you've seen the headline, I think it's from Bahamas to Boston. So they went from swimsuits and tiki huts to parkas and snowmen. And to say that some guests are disgruntled or some passengers are scratching their head would be an understatement. I really don't know enough about the story to know like why they're making the shift. Is it weather related? I want to say it was weather, yeah. Um, so, but it was not just a tiny shift. It was a 360 degree sort of shift. It's a pretty big difference. It's a pretty big difference. If you, especially if you wanted to go somewhere, internet, well, I guess the Bahamas aren't, but like completely just different. And get away, and then it's like a boomerang. It just took you took you right back to what you were trying to escape. Would be <laughs> jokes on you. Would be awful. That's like the least of my fears for a cruise. I just wonder if there was anybody on that cruise from Boston. That would be terrible. Like they traveled to get on the cruise to go to the Caribbean, and wait, why am I back? Yeah, that'd be awful. My biggest fear for a cruise, and I've been on one. I went on my senior trip. Um, that's what we went, a, f- a bunch of friends went on. and But it was fine. But once, like, COVID hit and then all the rhinoviruses hit and all the things, when you hear about that, or, like, a stomach bug would hit, you just hear these awful stories about the entire cruise just being shut down because those things spread in small spaces. And you can't get much more confined, even though they're really big on a cruise ship. They're not. They're not. And so things like that can spread. So that that would have me weary of taking one. Although the you like but you hear too like um how you can get great I guess um prices on them right now like you can get them at, at discounts. They got wonderful loyalty programs. And then the headline of the the retired couple who ended up booking, I can't remember, it's a extravagant stay on all these different cruises for like an extended time a year plus because it was cheaper than going into a retirement home i mean it's not a bad way other than you have to pack a suitcase every two to three weeks and i mean the same suitcase but you still have to physically move to a different location and boat i think that would but you have all those amenities it sounds good until you're in it and you're in your like Six months of washing the sea. So when my husband and I first got married, he worked offshore. And so he was two weeks on, two weeks off at that time when they still had those rotations. And he swore we were we would never take a cruise together because he said, I spend six months of my life every year staring at the at the ocean. Why would I want to pay someone to put me on a boat <laughs> and take me out in the middle of it so I could stare, pay to stare on it? I get paid to stare at the ocean, I think is what he you know, would say. I mean, that's been far removed for many years of our marriage of him, him in that profession. But so he's finally kind of warmed up to the idea. But I don't know. I bet I could get him on a river cruise if that's the right terminology for it before I could probably get him on a on an actual cruise. Is that ever been anything like on your bucket list, Rhino? Have you ever thought about wanting to take a cruise? I mean, I've thought about it, but it's never something that I prioritized. But my older brother and the Wonder Nieces have gone on cruises, and my older brother loves them. They can be all-inclusive, but I hear the Disney one is like the way to do it, is the route to sort of to go with it for sure. If you're going to 
if you like that, if you're a Disney, if you're one who likes the Disney thing, then that can be your, it can be a good one as well. This time of year, that must be the Santa Claus. Got to read the fine print, Dan in Hattiesburg said. You wonder about that fine print, though. Like, when you buy a house, you wonder, like, am I, what What am I getting, what am I really Because let's, let's be honest, maybe one of you listening to good things who has bought a home has actually read the whole thing the whole thing that you signed nobody does that even if you meant to you'd get three or four pages in you're like yeah yeah, that looks right buying a car same thing it's just a bunch of things and they make it sound like oh this is they give you the overview just sign here and then you're staring at it and you're like okay like you're trusting this person on the other side of the desk to just get your signature on all things and you wonder like are they going to come and like pick up my children or do they really have the keys to the house and i don't know it i just give away like i don't know my birthright to something who knows uh, and you don't know, like you don't know, because you didn't. Re- and then to like when you think about anything, terms and conditions have updated on all the on all the platforms and all the digital things. Just click here to agree that you've read them, and they've made them available to you. Have you ever actually clicked on them and read through it? No, not me either. I just want to get to what I want to get to. I mean, I'm actually even annoyed it. if it requires me to scroll to the bottom before the little button will highlight. Which probably entails that there's probably something important you and I should know about if they want to take that extra step for their lawyers to say, well, they had to scroll down it. But here we go. We're just like, click, click, click. Sure, agree. Get me out of this thing. Let me go. Get me to whatever it is that I need to, I need to go to. Netflix and all the streaming platforms are like bad about that. PayPal, oh, yeah. all the things. We have updated our terms of service. Please click here that you have acknowledged the updates. It's usually before or after you get the notification that they're going to charge you more for the same service. True story. Because I mean, they're sly with it, too. I remember when I started, when we first started with Netflix. Now, I did go up to two TVs could be on at the same time with it at some point. And I don't know really what the difference of that was. But it started out at like $9. I was like under $10. And, that, and of course, it's on auto draft. And now I'm up to like sixteen forty nine. I'm like, how'd this happen? Slow, I'm sure. But do you know how much effort it would take to go in and find why the fifty cents went up this month or twenty five cents this month or whatever it is this month? They will get a they will I will cap out at something and I'll get angry and try to figure it out. But we're not there we're not there yet, I don't think. Other than well but it but then they because it shows you when you pay for it and you're like, Oh, the same it was last month i don't i don't really yeah once you get used to it it's just like wait a second is that the same Ah. we should just click disagree one time to see what happens it just tells you sorry you can't use this anymore until you click agree what happens if you if you do not accept the cookies uh with with that very little so you just i reject the cookies unless it (laughs) makes me and then I go through and I select the least possible to get the little button to highlight. Huh. The more you know. Stick with this. We got more for you up next.
making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live. You can find us over at supertalk.fm. You can also stream us from your Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us if you've got a computer or mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Today we got a great story for you about some good things happening in Jackson for the children. I'm talking about the ARC. It is a nonprofit organization under New Horizon Ministries, and it's dedicated to community, community empowerment, restoration, and transformation. And boy, have they done that to the building they call the ARC. Joining us is their executive director, Dr. Adrian Sweeney, to tell us a little bit more. Welcome, Dr. Sweeney. Thank you for having me today. I have been wanting, because this has been going on, you guys had the vision of the ARC how long ago? It is actually over 15 or 20 years old. Um, A friend of Representative Ronnie Crudup uh, said to him one day, I had a vision that one day that building is going to be filled with children and youth. And that was the initial vision. And uh, Mr. Charles Lewis, who um, is our director of basketball development, he had the, the talent and the dream to start developing youth through the gift of basketball. And he connected with Ronnie, and they were at another facility, and that's where it actually started. And then Ronnie contacted me to say, hey, I want to develop the old Sam's building and put some courts in it and do some other things. And from that initial vision to Charles's dream, to my servant leadership and ability to come in and help them execute the vision and the dream. Uh, it's been a beautiful thing to see. Um, it's much needed, the, the resources, the empowerment, the encouragement um, to say that the people of South Jackson and Jackson matter um, and that you deserve something awesome is is instrumental. And, and so that's why we say we're all about transformation and empowerment. And y'all transform that space. Absolutely. If, if you haven't seen the photos you can find those we'll put them in the good things Facebook. i'll link it to it too because you took the old if anybody's been to a sam's or a costco it's just a big warehouse and where is this actually located Five, 590 raymond road in jackson mississippi so for those of us who shop that area maybe growing up that was a sam's club mm-hmm. i grew up sort of going to right in the very beginning um recognize it and then to watch it sort of transform because how many square feet do you guys have Ooh. Put you on spot. I mean, it's yes, it's it big. is over. I want to say it's over fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be in the twenty range. This de- that's that's not my ministry. Uh, this this square, but it is definitely a huge facility. We yeah. currently have three basketball courts already installed, a CrossFit area, and freeway area, and then we have a cardio and machine weight area along with a, a casual area with tables and a, a TV and couches where you can just kind of come in and relax. And we also have a meeting space, and we have plans for a phase two, which will will also include a, a volleyball court, which is supposed to be installed in January, um, along with a show court that will be a wood basketball court, as well as turf and baseball, softball hitting cages uh, for baseball and softball players, as well as a golf bay, a little hitting bay where you can work on your Y'all covering it all. Yeah. Y'all cut pickleball? We have considered pickleball. Uh, the courts that we have can actually the parents be parents' con- <laughs> pickleball, not the students. Yes, the uh, courts can be um, converted or the lines can be put down to have a pickleball court, and so that is something we consider tennis and pickleball. And pickleball is really growing in the state and in the area, so that is something that we have 
considered to have a versatile core. And we we're not just for uh, children and youth. We're for family. We want, you know, if you're bringing a child to work out or, or play a particular sport, hey, that parent, let's get active. Go ahead and work out or um, in the uh, just casual area, the lounge area, get your laptop out, sit down. If you have a younger one who's not doing it, they can do their homework there. We have Wi-Fi. If you just want to sit down and relax and grab some coffee and watch the news, um, we have all of that. And so it's, it's really intended to serve everyone. How long has the ARC been in this location been open and, and functional? Phase one, at least. So it's a little over a year that we actually started so. putting yeah. the first court in. We had our official uh, ribbon cutting. I think it was October the or September the 19th. We had our official ribbon cutting. So it, it has been a beautiful, beautiful transformation. Um, How has the community responded? They have been very responsive. Uh, it is you know, we're gearing up for the beginning of the year. Everyone gets their fitness uh, goals and everything in gear at the beginning of the year. But we've also just been seeing a spike of individuals who just some come in for training. Um, there are those who come in um, because they work out every day. And then we've seen an uptick of people who just want to come in and play pickup basketball in the um, we get people come in at uh, lunchtime and they just play uh, pickup basketball. And now college students are home for the holidays. We are starting to see them come into the facility. We've had so many people to give to the ARC to support drop off checks uh, to support the ARC. Of course, we've had people not even here. Kyrie Irvin donated a court, which um, is funny that you mentioned that. That's a wonderful story, Dr. Sweeney. And that's kind of how it led me. I saw that and I was like, oh, I Googled to get him on the show to see like and then I went oh he's probably busy I didn't really <laughs> not yeah, being like in yeah. the sports world of that way I was like oh well, you know what though if he is into what's going on at the art that means yeah. it's you know it's it's making way and people are connecting with it how did a professional basketball player get connected with the mission there at the art Karen Jackson uh, Angie Thomas the writer she is also from Jackson Mississippi um, she put a post out. She has been very supportive of the ARC. She has sponsored uh, some of our equipment, um, a court and other just other needs and donated to the ARC. And she put out a post for uh, support and Kyrie Irvin responded uh, to the, the post. And it was interesting to me because I get all of the um, donation information to my phone. And when I saw it, I looked at the zeros and then I said, wait, let me look at that again. And then I looked at the name and I said, that's Kyrie Irvin. And so you I, knew who he was. Yes. <laughs> He's well, not yes, local. I spent 20 years of college <laughs> athletics. So I'm a very big sports buff. Uh, love sports. Been around it my whole life. But, yeah, that was such an amazing uh, experience and opportunity. And even just to tell the youth, like someone like Kyrie Irvin is paying attention and um, is concerned and, and, and investing in you all and want you all to have a great opportunity. And that's something that um, we're proud of and we're, we're in talks with other um, some WNBA uh, players and other uh, NBA organizations um, and so it's just been very um, inspiring to me and to those who get to enjoy it every day but those of us who get to do the work it has certainly been inspiring just to see people get behind um, our biggest benefactors at, the, at this point have been individuals who are not even located in Mississippi. So prior to the ARC opening, Dr. Sweeney, if you were thinking about, when I think about pickup basketball or I think about families having a place to go and get a workout in or just come and relax or com commune, was there somewhere like that in that particular area of Jackson? Not very much in Jackson. And I think that is what drove uh, Ronnie's um, support of Charles and his vision um, and his dream to 
We need something in the, on this side of town for our youth. We need to give them access to resources and access to information and access to um, support. It, it really boils down to it's hard to become something or dream about being something that you can't see. And allow them to see that facility like that can exist in their area and that that they matter and that we're investing in them. We say when we want when people come in, we want it to be a factory of hope and we want people to dream big when they walk into the art. We want them to see this is actually a dream come true and we want you to know that you can dream when you walk into this building whatever it is that you aspire to be we hope that in some way we can help you to become that through the services the resources that we provide but just come in and dream like this was once yeah, it took dream. 15 to 20 yeah, dream, which Mr. Lewis, Mr. Charles Lewis, Director of Basketball Development, is joining us here on Good Things. Um, I mean, what does it feel like? I, I mean, because I've sort of watched the progression, and I saw, I guess it was a couple years ago when it was like an idea, and then I saw that the transformation was starting, and then I noticed the ribbon cutting here. Like, what's it, what's it feel like to you, Charles, to watch it? Is The doors are open. It's amazing. Um, just the whole process of it. Um, like Sweeney was saying, it's just knowing that it was a dream. It started off as just a thought, just an idea. And then, you know, you kind of, you, you're just working. You know, I was just in doing the work, just in the moment, not really worried about it. Just working, knowing what the end goal was. And, you know, when Ronnie comes and he's like, hey, I think we got the building. And I was like, yeah, okay. And, you know. it's a big building. I bet you know how big it is. How big oh, is yeah. 150,000 square See, feet. See, I was so like far that. off. You know what, girl, though? 10 or 15,000 sounds really big, too. But, uh, but that's a whole lot bigger. Yeah, yeah I, told, I told her that's not my ministry. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's huge. And um, just remembering the whole, just the task of it, when you, you get the building, it's like, oh, man, we got the building. But then when we walked in the building and you see trash, furniture, and you see the job in front of you, it's kind of like back at the starting point. It's like, oh, man, I'm, we're grinding. We're trying to get the building. We get the building. Then, okay, we got the building. Yes. And you walk in, and it's like, oh. What was the first thing that happened? Was it a pickup game of basketball? What was the first thing that happened once that once it was functional? The first thing that happened once it was functional was me and Madison Booker training. That was the first thing we did because we were going to what we called the hot box, our old uh -huh. gym, every day, 5 a.m. And as soon as the courts got put down, the goals were put up. Maddie said, we're training at the new gym in the morning. And I was like, nah, not just. She was like, I got to be the first one to shoot in there. And so we went in and, and we worked out and trained and then kind of just gradually just, you know, Admin. some of the other kids that I was training was coming in. And, and now it's a full-blown facility that's oh yeah. growing and going and got so many more good things to offer. We've got that and more coming up next. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Don't get so busy that you miss 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget, we are streaming live. You can find us over at supertalk.fm. We hope you know you can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer, your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. We're continuing our conversations with the brains behind the ARC, which is Charles Lewis. He's the director of basketball development. But now the brains who is in charge of it, which is the executive director, <laughs> Dr. Adrian Sweeney. And he, I mean, you're laughing, Charles. You're like, I, you know, I built it. They came. Now she can, she can sort of uh, organize it. I love this idea. You took a hundred plus thousand square foot old Sam's and turned it into me. It sounds like a community refuge center, Mm -hmm. but it is a membership program. So it is an actual sort of gym facility, but you're trying to meet the needs of the community. So Charles, this was your idea 10 or 15 years ago. And Dr. Swinney was telling us, Mm -hmm. what did you see? What was the gaps here in like central Mississippi that you recognized that youth and families needed? Well, it started growing up being a basketball player and just kind of single parent home, just me and my mom. And well, I had brothers, but it was just our mom. And so we, you know, looking for places to go, looking for places to play ball, not finding many, especially that were kid friendly. I was just going to the local parks and, you know, you pick up on a lot of stuff when you're with the older guys. And so nothing that was really for kids. And so, I mean, we go on through life, you live it. But as I got older, I started to realize how they started, you know, tearing down the rims at those parks. Um, they started making laws where kids couldn't have a basketball go out in front of the yard. You had to have it in your yard or you couldn't play. You couldn't Because it was in the used to be in the streets. Yeah. And so it was so many laws coming that was taking kids from being able to play. But the biggest complaint was, hey, the kids are the ones doing most of the crimes. And I would always say they don't have anything to do. And, you know, we were losing skating rinks, YMCAs, and, you know, different things right. were leaving. And so it was kind of just filling the void. Um, just lost in life. Just with my story, I was kind of just lost in life, not much going right. Homeless, just being honest. And I was just kind of sick of it. And I was like, okay, God, I know this is not what you designed my life to be. So what is it that I'm supposed to do? And God just pushed me toward youth and basketball. And my goal is started off was just, okay, I'm going to use basketball to reach the youth. And God started to then make my vision more important than basketball and say, hey, reach the youth. And so that's where the whole development academy, the art concept came from because it went from just basketball to, okay, what can I do that can involve everybody? So he was like sports, but you do basketball. We can find other people for other sports, but every kid isn't a basketball player. So you got to find a way to, and then it went from sports to, okay, well, what about arts? What about crafts? What about other things? Because every kid is not an athlete. Some kids are painters. Some kids are musicians. Some write music. Some may be photographers. Some, and so it was just trying to find a program that everybody can be involved in that have peak of interest of any kid that's in their area. And then also to give them different avenues other than just, oh, you have to be an athlete or right. a rapper. And that's the because only Because I was two. just going to say, who's to say that the guy that the guy or gal who comes in just to pick up hoops doesn't see the paint or the mm-hmm. drawing or hear the music and then find another creative you know, outlet? And it's not about necessarily making professionals out of them. It's just giving opportunity mm-hmm. for creativity and a safe space. Oh, yeah, because you, you never know. Like I tell a lot of the kids, they say, I didn't know I could do that. And I was like, you've never been in a space where you had to try. You've never been in a space where you've been pushed to do things do other things basically you know most times if you're you grow up in a certain areas hey you do this because that's all you see and all you think is oh this is the only way i can make it out of here i mean for most kids it was a basketball player mm-hmm. we saw mo wheels we saw Montez, we saw all these guys get drafted so it's okay cool 
I'll be a basketball player. We see a lot of football players get drafted. And so, yeah, that's great to get drafted, the dedication that it takes. But you can also use those same dedications, those same disciplines mm-hmm. and you know, train on other different skills. And then bigger than just the sports or the arts, it's the life skills element that we try to push. Um, like I tell them a lot of times, these sports are different things that we may train on. You take those same things and they they help you in life. You know, I tell them, I'm training you to be a professional. And when I say professional, not a pro at a sport, but a professional meaning I get up every day, I come to work, I do my job, I'm good at it, I'm consistent at it, I'm a professional. I'm mm-hmm. not complaining about it. I'm excited about it. So those are things that you can take in life. Well, you're not always excited about it, but you get up. <laughs> but you get up. That and is you, true. You not get always it excited. Yeah. That is you the fact. You may not always be excited, <laughs> but you get up and you go, you and that's it. the part of being, mm-hmm. you know, a professional with those courts. I know, uh, Doctor Twenty, you were saying too, volleyball, you're in the golf, the whole thing. It like is it for? Do you have teams? Are y'all like competitive? Is there a sector to it that's going to have like the art? You, you know, I don't, I don't know, like all the things that you see. I mean, <laughs> there's competitiveness in like, um, I guess, uh, tournament and all the things. So. Oh yeah, we have the uh, AAU basketball teams, travel teams already. Um, we've been doing it for years now. Um, I think I'm on year number seven or eight mm-hmm. doing it or something like that. A um, lot more, a mm-hmm. lot more travel involved now. Um, we play maybe six out-of-town tournaments, NCAA certified tournaments. I'm glad I'm on the radio. I can speak about that now. Coaches, AAU coaches and teams, please go to NCAA certified tournaments <laughs> so these kids can be seen by college coaches. Yeah. We go to a lot of tournaments. They're cool. They're big. They got a name on them. But if no college coaches are there, these kids don't get an opportunity. And that's the entire reason for doing it is so the children can get an opportunity. But, yeah, we have travel teams the overall goal is so we can train kids mm-hmm. once we train you at state sport now let's put together some teams and let's go play against the rest of the nation and see how we can measure up against them and so hopefully not hopefully we will have that in every sport um baseball football yeah. and we do have a, a an exhaustive list of programming that is scheduled for the arc basketball mm-hmm. was the first natural element yeah. to roll out mm-hmm. um but we we do want to have programming um, where we start to have volleyball a AAU volleyball coming mm-hmm. out of our facility but not even just a sport element of it as charles mentioned the creative arts uh, we want to develop leaders out of the community mm-hmm. and so there will be leadership mentoring program programmings for families on um how do you manage money and bank accounts how do you uh, become a civic civically responsible individual how do you get involved in your community understanding government how to purchase homes uh, we want to empower through exposure and information and Charles mentioned that many times students only do one thing because that's all that they see we want to be able to provide exposure um, and so we have some things in the work we're working with some other business organizations to develop a, a leadership and mentoring program where students will be able to rotate through multiple businesses to learn different crafts and skills to see what they may like and so we're going to have some stem based uh you know science technology engineering and math based programming some specifically academic programming life skills programming so this thing is going to be so much bigger than just uh sport and fitness it we want to touch a whole realm for students for youth for families so that they can have exposure in my career i found that exposure is what transforms um, 
organizations and is what transforms the people. gateway drug yep. to say to sort of get them in and then and then give them everything else. Charles, your story is sort of remarkable. And so many people who find themselves here on Good Things sharing their story, it all happened because they just had an idea. Mm-hmm. And I you know, we hear about now a hundred thousand plus square foot. It's been transformed. It feels like it's up and going. Y'all are gaining momentum. Oh, I can't that I can't do that. That's too much. But if you had seen that, that may have you know scared you off. So to that person who's thinking in their community in Mississippi, they just want to have a safe space for their kids to mm-hmm. play. What's your encouragement for just step out f- or find out? Um, first and foremost, if it's not, if the dream isn't so big that it scares you, it's not big enough. That's the first thing. Um, and then secondly is if you're afraid of it, you're thinking about the end. The glory in the story is at the beginning, not the ending. Um, it's the stuff that you're going through to get to the end point that's going to make you appreciate the end point. So don't just think about the end point and just work. Um, when when I started, when I first, before Ronnie, before anything, when God said, use basketball to reach to you, I didn't have an idea of where to go. I didn't think about Ronnie. I didn't. All I knew was I wanted to train. And so I remember going to Lester Elementary, and it, they had that was the last school with basketball goals left outside. And I was just up there by myself, and I saw a kid walking with a ball. And I said, you want to train? You need a basketball train? He said, yes. And that was the first time. Didn't get a dollar from him. I trained him. I probably trained my first three years for free. And I just wanted to start the work. And once you started to work and you stay faithful in the work, Ronnie always tells me, stay faithful with the small things and God will bless you with bigger. From day one, he always told me that. And so I always just remember that if I stay faithful, if I stay faithful with this, it'll become bigger. And that's all that happened. I started the work and I went from one kid for free to 100 kids for free. And, you know, people like, man, you got all these kids. How much money you make? I was like, none. But some kind of way I always, (laughs) you know, made a way. And then it went from 100 kids for free to 100 for free and 20 people paying. And so it just grew as I continued to work. And God would always drop a person, place or thing. Mm-hmm. just in my life right when I needed it. Hey, I need money. Oh, here's a job offer. Hey, I need a place. Here's a gym. I need a place to stay. Oh, here's a house. Oh, man, we need a new building. Here's one. It's just, but that just came from staying faithful. So do the work. Don't worry about the do end the work goal. Just and work. don't go anywhere. We'll finish up good things with Charles and Dr. Sweeney coming up next. And I'm chilling and cooling just like a snowman. So open your eyes. Lend us an end. We want to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back 
to good things. Don't forget you can find us on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We're wrapping up our conversation with Dr. Sweeney. She's the executive director of the ARC. And Charles Lewis, who's the director of basketball development, but was also his vision for the ARC, which is a nonprofit organization under New Horizon Ministries. And they are helping, um, dedicated to the community empowerment, restoration, and transformation. Started with basketball, but good Lord, y'all got golf, y'all got volleyball, y'all got sort of all these other things. And I just feel like there needs to be an ARC in every county or there needs to be one in every city and I do know there are good community um, uh, organizations and things in, in all our counties that are trying to reach the youth but it just goes to show that it's needed mm-hmm. and it's worth the effort to, to do and now that you sit here and I know Dr. Sweeney and, and Charles you're thinking gosh there's still so much work to do but the work it took to get here was it worth it very much so yeah absolutely very much so absolutely some of the 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 guys that I've been training like since since the beginning, since day one, they ask me all the time, if somebody would have told you it took this long, would you still do it? I was like, probably not. But once you're doing it, you're not worried about how long it takes or you're just kind of caught up in it. Because even now I'm looking at uh, one, of the, one of the kids that played for my basketball team was doing security for us the other day. He was nine at that time. And when I saw him doing security for us, I was like, wait a minute, you old enough to be doing security? And he was like, yeah, coach, I'm like 20. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. And so if you, you, you're not looking at how long it takes, you're not looking at, you're just caught up on the vision and what, what your goal is to try to do in the community. And, and, and all communities deserve this, right? Yes. Like, because you guys with the ARC, you leaned into a tough one, right? One that once some would say has been left behind or mm-hmm. why would you, you know, why invest in there or whatever it may be. But, but you have to lean, like, that's, that's where it needs to be, right? Yes. Like, Absolutely. So, the don't give up, like don't give up on you know our inner cities. Don't give up on the the spots that may be um, under challenge or the, they have ch- youth that are challenge have challenging times. I'm trying to say it correctly. Like well, how important is it, Charles, that we lean in and don't run for from those areas? Whoa, this I try not to get emotional with it. I'll but cry with you. <laughs> this the main thing because I'm those kids. You know if. We don't have a long enough segment for me to tell you about the mistakes and failures that I've had. And so when you're looking for help, when I decided, when God said do this and I was saying, hey, everybody, I'm going to do this, nobody was really supportive. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was, everybody was like, in Jackson? Yeah. No, you're not going to do that. Here, nobody's going to pay you for that. And then also just with me, myself, you know, I had to fight myself because I was looking at, Man, well, man, you failed at basketball. You didn't make it, you know, and it wasn't like I wasn't good enough. I just made dumb decisions. And so they started to become the basis of what I was doing. That's when basketball became secondary, when God was speaking and saying, don't be ashamed of those things. You had those things happen. Now it's the testimony that people are buying into. Nobody's really buying into basketball. Basketball is great. I can teach it. I can coach it. I can do that with my eyes closed. But what gets the keys involved is when I can say, hey, I made those same mistakes you made. I, I messed up just like you. I thought my life was over. Hey, guys, I was 30, 29, and homeless. So most people don't come back from that. And so if you give up, if I would have gave up, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be in this gym. And so it's just it's a push at all times not to give up. And for the people who want to give up on those communities, most of the kids that come from those communities are ones who, if you give them a little push, just give them a little light. They're so brilliant. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of, cause like I said, a lot of the stuff that we go through 
ends up being a blessing if you know how to mm-hmm. present it to someone going through the same thing and it keeps them from making those decisions it keeps them from walking down that same path and so that's what I did with my life my life the testimony of it is the biggest thing even when the the people we want to be donors are coming in and I have to talk I don't sell them on oh the gym is so great and big we're so amazing no I sell them on the fact that hey I'm these kids right here and if I can come out of here and have something like this and do something like this, just imagine what we can do with them. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't believe in the vision of this, you should believe in the vision of them because I'm them. And so if this can come from me, what can come from them when they've got somebody that can teach them this? Because nobody was teaching me. It was just, I think we need better. Let me start trying to figure it out. Right. And the ripple effect will just be generations to sort of come. Absolutely. And I know y'all are looking to be around that long. So if folks yes. want to learn more about the ARC and learn more about what you guys are doing, how can they How can they go and do that? So you can visit us on the website, um, thearc601.org. Um, you can call us at 769-867-9950. You can come in and visit us at 590 Raymond Road, Jackson, Mississippi. We'll be happy to serve you and hopefully help transform your life in some way i hear you can get me to shoot a basket yes so yes, maybe i'll put that on my new year's resolution <laughs> okay let charles teach me how to actually make a re- like a <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to dunk it i'm sure can i dunk it like i can let the gold down <laughs> Anything is possible. Anything is possible. When we come in, we say dream. We just want you to come in and dream. It's possible. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. I adore y'all. Thank you for your time. You guys stick with us. We got more for you up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Good things for you. Good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.